up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Just Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, welcome to Championship Week. How are you? Doing well, Steve. I think you and I mentioned we both have one championship team here. So while we have a few teams throughout the year, it is nice when you get to a point where you're only worrying about one team um, and you have all the marbles on, on that one. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's a good feeling. It is like kind of bittersweet because I'm definitely like ready for fantasy to be done. Yeah. Um, By the end of the year, then- it does get that way, unfortunately. But then it also like you're immediately ready to go back to it yeah you just need like a two-month break mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're kind of good to go which i guess maybe is what the xfl was hoping for yeah um, yeah when you know they did their thing but uh yeah it all comes down to this um this is our final episode of the year which is also fun um, yeah a little break here until we get into rookie draft season yeah which we usually come back what like the middle of march yeah, I think we try to do like a preview of the actual NFL draft. And then once the draft happens, we'll, you know, jump in and do some rookie mocks and just kind of talk through some of the rookies. Yeah, we do our draft predictions. Um, that we are always stellar at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun stuff. <laughs> ma- ma- major betting on the line there with, uh, yeah. what was it, our, our second round pick or something? Like final say on one of the picks. I think it's a Dobbins pick. It was, yeah. The 103 that year, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we do that. Uh, We do a rundown of all the trades that we did in our main Dynasty League. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. We start doing rookie mocks and regular mocks, all that jazz. Um, Some, you know, too early to be doing mocks, but we do some Dynasty startup mocks as well. So it'll be fun to kind of change gears and get back into mock drafting. And that's really what this podcast was born out of, but... Here during the season, we have uh, needed to make ourselves useful, so we decided to do a little bit of waivers and uh, and start sits. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. And here we are. Well, this is kind of boring, um, but the last episode, I have realized that my recording software has a noise suppression option for my microphone that suppresses like some of the little knocks and annoying sounds that. I don't think come through, but I edit them out anyway or try to. It just makes it easier on your life. Yeah, and I had this on at some point, and at some point it switched itself off, and I just realized it. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess that's cool. It's kind of fun watching the audio now, not pick up whatever little sound it's picking up, but that's Mm. stupid. Um, But anyway, it's nice to be home for me. Um, back on the, the normal microphone at the desktop. Um, I found yeah, it at home yesterday. So a couple episodes good. on the on the remote mic. Yeah, it's tough. What takes my desktop like a half an hour to compile an episode with video and stuff takes my poor laptop like three hours. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it is good to be home. Um. Again, thank you. Walgreens for thoroughly screwing me <laughs> on my appointment. You are uh, now a Rite Aid person. Yes, absolutely. We will never get a, a Walgreens sponsorship on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you ready to jump in, Will? Yeah, yeah. We've got a nice little game here on the quarterback front. Yeah, there are a lot of questions about Trey Lance. Um, one of which, for me, um, if you listen to our waiver show, you you know that that's coming. Um, 
But yeah, we'll just blast through a couple Trey Lance situations because a lot of people have questions about him. So Will, uh, let's we could just run through them all, like you know, rapid fire with you, and then I guess I'll do mine. Would you rather do uh, Trey Lance? He is against the Texans, um, or Taysom Hill, assuming he plays versus the Panthers. I will go Hill here. I know he's coming off COVID. Um, that is a little bit of an issue as well. We've seen guys maybe come back a little iffy, but there's just a lot of uncertainty with Lance. I know he looks good in what the game and a half of action that he did play, but I am going to go Hill just with the rushing upside that you get with him. Trey Lance or Russell Wilson versus Lions. This one, as crazy as it sounds, is a little closer. The Lions defense has been surprisingly playing better. Um, I think I'm going to go Russell here, but this one I think is is a good line to be at. Kyler Murray at Dallas. This is a tough one. The first tough defense yeah. you're getting here for your quarterback. I don't think I can fit Kyler, but man, he has been playing a little rough as of recent. I mean, you know, he had what thirty or where he had thirty one points back in week thirteen, and then nineteen, fourteen, twenty two. So. Basically, when Hopkins went away. Yeah, he hasn't been the same. He hasn't had his number one, which is, you know, obvious there. I will reluctantly stick with Kyler. Tough matchup, but this is also like a kind of must-win game for them. Whereas, I just don't know how much Trey's going to have to do. You know, what Texans team are we going to get? Okay, that's fair. And uh, last one, Kirk Cousins at Green Bay. This one, I think, as crazy as it sounds, because Kirk has been playing well as well, I think I'd probably go Lance. I hear it's supposed to be a very, very cold game, which it's not like it's rain or snow definitively, but Kirk hasn't been over 20 points since week 11, fantasy-wise. He hit 20 on week 13, but hasn't really been spectacular. Thrown a lot of interceptions. Um, so, you know, been in the top 12 you know, twice here since week 12. It just doesn't seem like you have the upside, whereas you do have that full kind of upside shot there with Trey on the back end. I think I would take Trey Lance over all of them. I think. Yeah. Kyler's the one that gives me the most pause. And that's the decision you have. Which is, <laughs> that's a shame, isn't it? Um, Wilson gives me some pause, too, because it's the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would. I, it's a real roll of the dice, but that Texans defense is bad. Yeah. Um, so just Although they the, looked the, good against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL last week. They did. They did. Um, so fair point to them. So I'm thinking, I've given it some thought to this. Do you think it's feasible for him to rush for 100 yards? Trey Lance? I don't think it's out of the question. I'd say you probably put the over under, what, like 50-ish, 45? But so if we say, like, we'll say 50, sure. 50. So that's five points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throwing for like 200. I mean, he's not going to throw for like 400 yards, right? But I imagine he throws for more than the 100. So do you think 200's fair there? Yeah, I think that's, that's doable. I mean, if we look at his one full game, he had 192 passing yards, 89 rushing yards. Okay, so that's another eight points. So we're at mm-hmm. 13 points right now. Um, I'm going to assume he's getting a rushing touchdown. If you're using the Doug Eye, I'm assuming you're going to be running them all around. Um that would put him at 19. And then the question comes out, like, what else does he do? Yeah. If he gets two more touchdowns, 
that's over 30 points. You're 31. Yeah. That's that's good for fantasy. Great. But I mean, it's you're risking the turnover. And he only has one in that one full game he played. But um but yeah, I mean the the risk is is he gonna turn the ball over? Yeah. So cause that 31 quickly with what, you know, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean is still good. Um but yeah, I was just I was just doing some math in my head. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think he's, he is the hot question here, man. And glory play of all glory plays. If you win a championship with him, you know, you can, you, you're going to be riding this coattails for a while, but if you lose and you started him over one of these trusted veterans, man, you're going to be second guessing yourself for a while. So it's, that is a tough decision that I am glad that I don't have to make on my end. I will tell you right now, if the decision, if I had to make the decision right now, then assuming Jimmy G was not playing, I'd play Jay Lance. That's yeah. where I'm at right now. I but think we'll it's, see. it is fun though. Like, especially him going out there, man, like just being able to, like, I, not like you're already not rooting for him as a Niners fan, but being able to just go out there and root for him in a, a matchup that, you know, is, is beatable. I, I think that's, that's definitely, that's definitely fun. Yeah, it is, and stressing, stressful. But uh, <laughs> anyway, if you've uh, hung on the quarterback position for a while, moving on here, Will, to the running backs, PPR, Ronald Jones at the Jets, or DeAndre Swift, who looks like he's playing at Seattle. Man, that's tough, because PPR, Rojo's not catching anything. Swift is getting a ton. I, I would monitor the you know practices and word on Swift, but if he seems to be a full go, and we imagine you know we're even getting like fifty percent Swift, I just can't sit him. You know, I, Rojo great matchup against the Jets, but I could see them working in Keyshawn Vaughn as well, especially with Vaughn probably getting a lot of the passing work. I I can't sit Swift if he's there. What about you? I struggle because I can sit Swift because I don't trust his usage. Um, I don't trust his gameplay. Period. A lot of the it's a lot of optimism. I yeah, just, I find it hard to believe, but I don't trust the situation. And then I look at Rojo's matchup and say, "Wow, that's a smash matchup against the Jets." But at the same time, you know, Rojo fumbles one time or misses some blocking assignment, and he's y- yanked out of the game, and you'll see. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he doesn't have risk as well that we haven't seen a hundred times over. So yeah, Brady's not putting up with that. No, they don't. So I think I would go with Swift as well, but it's really close for me. It is. I mean, it's a great matchup for Rojo. The Jets have been torched by multiple running backs. So it could be Vaughn and Rojo both having a great day. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Next up, standard scoring. Melvin Gordon at the Chargers or Daryl Williams at Cincinnati. Uh, this one I think is pretty easy. Um, you know, both of them splitting carries with, with different running backs there, but I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. That Chargers run defense. It's the matchup. Yeah, it's non-existent. Um, so he seems like the easy play for me. I'm assuming, given your commentary, you're with me. Yeah, a lot of people call it the funnel defense. From what I've been told, is um, they will they want you to run and their secondary is so good that they're going to be able to blanket your receivers. So they're going to invite you to run the ball, you know, expecting you may move the ball a little bit, but you're not going to score a ton of touchdowns. Um, so I think, you know, and as, as the Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon manager as well, you got to kind of close your eyes to last week because man, that was, that was rough cost. Uh, cost me two games partially because he only had half a point in fantasy semifinals. Daryl Williams is interesting, though. I think that both guys are going to run the ball um, since his defense is okay. 
But I, I just, I think you're going to get Daryl as maybe kind of the one A to Gore, but they clearly are using Gore a good bit. And then Melvin's maybe the one B to Javante, but they seem to be like neck and neck. I got to go with, with Melvin there in that Chargers game. Yep. And keep a lookout for CEH. He isn't officially ruled out the expectations he's going to miss. Yeah. Um, but it's not official. So keep yeah. an eye out there. I like uh, both of these guys, though. Yeah, they're both solid plays for sure. Uh, wide receiver position here, Will. PPR. Uh, two Chargers here. Uh, Palmer versus the Broncos, or I don't even know how to pronounce his name. We've had him a couple of times. I'm assuming Guyton, I believe. Guyton? Yeah, Guyton. He's definitely been on the show a few times versus the yeah. Broncos. Which one do you want? Yeah, I mean, I've liked what I've seen out of Palmer, especially this week when he got the work. But trends point to Guyton being the guy when all four of them are active. And it does look like Mel or Mike Williams is going to be out. So both of them um, will be there. It's, it's tough because, you know, Jalen Guyton outside of this most recent game, you know, in full point scoring, you know, nine in week 15, 18 in week 14, 19 in week 13. He's more of the big play guy though. Three, two targets, three targets, four targets. So you're banking on a big play out of him. Um, before that, he hasn't had more than four outside of like two games. So I'm going to go Palmer just because of the volume, and I think he's just the overall better play. But Guyton seems to be the guy that they've utilized the whole year. So maybe he's a little bit more involved and just kind of NFL ready. Uh, both guys look good. I'd probably lean Palmer. I am with you for the exact same reason. Uh you know, you look at their stat lines, they have similar upside. You know, they're both capable of scoring 15 points. One does it on six or seven targets. The other one does it on like four. So I will take the guy with the targets, which happens to be Palmer as well. All right. And our next wide receiver, Mari Cooper versus the Cardinals, who ended me in two different leagues as much as Melvin ended me. It was also Mari Cooper on the other side. Um, or KJ Osborne without Adam Thielen officially ruled out for the rest of the year at Green Bay. Yeah, this is uh this is pretty tough. Um, you know, the Amari Cooper Cardinals game, you know, these games could both be high scoring. Um both are pretty good offenses, but the Cardinals offenses come down a bit as we were we were talking earlier. Uh Osborne looks like a great play with Thielen out. Uh but divisional matchup. Could be low scoring. Like you said, there's some weather concerns with that game. Um, so that is kind of worrisome to a degree. I think I still would go with Osborne, given the Thielen news. And just, you know, there's so many other options in, in Dallas, but that, you know, Cooper's had good weeks with all those options. So it doesn't really matter. I, I think I'd go with Osborne. It's pretty close, and I don't like saying it. And, and he yeah. it's because it's Amari Cooper and, and just, you know, a newer guy in Osborne. Um, but I, I think that's what I'm going to do. How about you? Yeah, it feels weird as well. I'm going to go the other side. I mean, maybe it's recency bias. Seven catches on 11 targets, 85 yards scores. But Amari, I mean, as, as great as CeeDee Lamb is, still seems like they're kind of operating with Amari as kind of the quote unquote one. Yeah, obviously, we know that CeeDee Lamb is going to take that over eventually, but they seem to yield to the veteran as kind of him. He's They want to start through him, then they get CeeDee going, get everyone else going. So, I you know, as much as I think I, or, um, it's KJ Osborne has stepped up and he's absolutely in flex territory now, I think Omari is pretty cleanly in that wide receiver two territory. So, both are good plays. I'll go Omari. 
Okay, now we're going into the flex category here, Will, with uh, three big ones. Uh, we got our first one, PPR. Alan Lazard versus the Vikings. Boston Scott at Washington. EJ Moore at New Orleans. Elijah Mitchell versus Texans, assuming he is actually playing. Uh, and then Gore at Cincinnati. We're only picking one. Picking one here, then I will roll out more probably first here just because he's got that matchup against Marcus Lattimore. Um, and, and he's you know probably going to have to play for a lot of people. But in this situation, I'm rolling him out first. Does Lattimore go into the slot? Um, I don't know for sure. I know he does cycle in there, but I, I, Lattimore does, I feel like, usually lock down one guy. I'm not sure if he goes into the slot specifically, but I would think he follows people. Yeah, fair. Um, Gore against Cincy, high-scoring game. I don't know how much volume he's going to get, but I think he's more of the 1B. Um, I think, you know, if Mitchell plays and, and we get word that Mitchell is healthy and going to get the workload, Mitchell's the play. I don't know that that's going to be the case. Um, so if there's any uncertainty there, you know, I, it just seems like the, it seems like Shanahan doesn't like to do the committee, even though it seems like week to week it is. It, game day, he's going with one guy. He doesn't want 80% of Mitchell. He's going to sit Mitchell until Mitchell's 100%, and then that's his guy, and he's going all in. So if we if we get you know narrative going that Mitchell's playing and Mitchell's going to be the focal point, Mitchell's to play here. Otherwise, it's between Scott and Lazard for me. And with Miles Sanders out, and you know, and Howard still with that stinger, he could play. Could a lot of re-injury risk there. I'm gonna go Boston Scott. Boston Scott slightly over Alan Lazard. Yes, I am with you pretty much exactly. Um, if Elijah Mitchell plays, I think it's got to be him. I do worry about him and Lance and what that dynamic would look like. And maybe, you know, not that Mitchell still want to be the one and Shanahan doesn't want to use the one. He's just taking rushing work away from Mitchell. Um, so he's still the one, but not as good as he's been in the past. But with that said, I think I'd still play him. Uh, if he doesn't play, it is Boston Scott for me as well. Even if Howard plays, I think it's going to be Scott as the guy. Howard might steal some goal line work or something. I mean, he, he's definitely going to get worked in there if he plays. But I think it would be Scott for me as the guy. Um, so I'm with you. I'll go with Mitchell. If he doesn't play Boston Scott. All right. Next up here, picking two, um, once again, Boston Scott at Washington, Alan Lazard versus the Vikings, but we've got Michael Carter versus Tampa Van Jefferson at Baltimore and Josh Palmer versus the Broncos. Uh, Scott's the easy one to lock in immediately. Uh, cause he's the one that I really like, you know, it gets a matchup. The Eagles are pretty hot right now. Against bad teams, but still pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Playing another so, bad team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Boston Scott is the easy one I'm locking in. And then Alan Lazar is not some dude you get excited about, um, but he's good. And he kind of becomes my default option. You know, Carter had a good week finally last week, uh, but he's against Tampa. And I'd imagine Tampa is just going to eat him alive. So I don't really want to start him. Maybe he PPRs his way into relevance, but I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Jefferson has become a, a pure boom bust guy that's bust, what, like two weeks in a row at this point. So, yeah, maybe he catches a bomb touchdown and, you know, he gets his normal, quote unquote, normal, you know, 11, 12, whatever points. Um, or maybe he doesn't and he gets you two. I don't want to do that. Um, and then Palmer, you know, it, it, 
a decent option, but it, it doesn't have to be him. You know, he gets the volume, like I said before, but that doesn't always translate into something. Um, I trust his situation a little bit less than I do with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard. So I will go with Scott and Lazard here. Lazard kind of just a default because I don't like the other options. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I get to the same point. I mean, it's Scott and Lazard. If you want to go Jefferson over Lazard because of the upside, you need, you know, boom points. Um, I, I understand why, because that Baltimore defense is not great. But I think the volume is going to be there with Lazard. Um, MVS, I believe, is still questionable. Um, was he? Didn't he have injury and COVID? Like an injury and and yes. on the COVID list? Yeah, I think they're expecting him off the COVID yeah. list. I think the injury is all good. Um, so, would you potential? Would you take MVS over any of these people? Um, probably not. I, I would. I I like Lazard better than MVS, especially coming off the COVID mm-hmm. list. So. You know, maybe you can argue him versus Palmer, but you know, even Carter with a bad matchup, I would go over MBS. Okay. So, they're both pretty similar, right? Just like they MBS are guys. Yeah, I mean, and you got the better quarterback there in Green Bay. Both the wide receiver three, um, Vikings defense. Balt- I, I like Baltimore's defense as a matchup for receiver a little better. So I probably lean Jefferson slightly. Just because it seems like MVS has been super inconsistent, and and Van's had you know two down weeks in a row, but has been really good. Other than that, so probably would go Van over him, but yeah, it's it's Lazard and Scott for me. Okay, and we'll do our last one here, and then we'll get into uh, our two championship matchups. Um, we might have to remove an option because I f- feel like we're going to pick the same guy pretty easily. But we're yeah. with Jordan Howard at Washington, Javante Williams at the Chargers. Uh, Gallup versus the Cardinals, Boyd versus the Chiefs, and Burkhead at San Francisco. Um, all good options, but I think one stands out. Yeah, I mean, standing that, out for you. That's the layup for Javante. We, yeah, and for all yeah, the reasons yeah. we talked about, Melvin. I mean, I think I'm even more excited for Williams. Okay, so um, take him out. Yeah, so that work is tough, think? right? Um, Howard, I think there's a lot of injury re injury risk there with the singer. Um, he should be the lead guy, him and Scott kind of splitting. But the reason I like Scott is because I'm not sure how long Howard can stay healthy with that re-injury or maybe do they try to limit his work a bit? Um, so Boyd and Gallup stick out to me. I mean, you're going to get the work out of Burkhead, but it's a tough matchup and it's, I mean, he looked obviously very good, but for all the reasons that we love both of the Denver running backs, he looks very good against the Chargers who have been asking you to run the ball. Um, so it's probably Gallup or Boyd for me, just because Howard doesn't catch the ball. You know, y- your ideal situation is 17 for 80 and a touchdown, no catches. You know, so that's what you're hoping for. He has to get in the end zone, because if he doesn't get in the end zone, you're getting, you know, 80 to 90 yards and, and you're single digits because you didn't get any catches. So I I think Boyd is the one that's the most interesting for me. I mean, Gallup and Boyd are in similar situations. Wide receiver threes on good offenses that are going up against other good offenses. Um, now, the Chiefs defense, I think, is a lot better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals D isn't bad, but Chiefs defense has been playing lights out. But, I mean, Burrow coming off of that game, maybe you're riding the hype too much, but he has looked really good in that game. So I... 
lean Boyd because Boyd has been more involved than Gallup has in recent weeks. Um, I probably would go Boyd out of the four, not counting Juante. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I don't want to play Burkhead. Don't trust him. Um, I also don't trust Howard for all the reasons you brought up. So yeah, it comes out of the Gallup and Boyd for me. Um, I, I think they got similar floors, uh, but Boyd's got, you know, they both got good upside, but Boyd mm-hmm. has been hitting his recently and Gallup hasn't. You know, if you want five targets for, you know, six fantasy points, Gallup's your guy. Um, but Boyd can get you the same and then some upside and, you know, maybe a high scoring game. You know, you said the defense is good, but Chiefs are going to put up some points, you would think. And, you know, it could be an interesting game. Um, same thing could exist for the, you know, the Cardinals too, but the Cardinals offense has been trailing off a little bit. So I'm going with Boyd because he has a similar floor and better upside, I think. So, well, that wraps up starts it's. Um, you ready to move over to our, uh, our matchups here. Yeah, championship matchups time here. You have a championship in our uh, work league, league of record that we may call, as we refer to a lot. And I've got a championship in the, the other dynasty league, not the one that we co-run. Any uh, opinion? Which one will you go with first? No, yeah, do a choice. Uh, we'll go with yours. All Just right. I don't like looking at the screenshots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you are this Josh Allen team, correct? Yes, and this is one that, as crazy as it is, the projections are to sit Josh Allen because I am lucky enough to have Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. It is a one-quarterback league, but as I think I've told you before, there's very crazy quarterback valuations, so it's really hard to get a quarterback. Um, I actually traded Josh Allen a couple years ago and traded for him back when Mahomes was hurt, so there was a weird situation where I'm just kind of, you know, I have both and don't mind hanging on to both. You know, especially this year with Mo, the way Mahomes started. Yeah, fair. And, and speaking of projections, you are projected to win. Um, yeah, I am the one fifty-two. I was the two seed, and this is the six seed who kind of snuck in here and, and uh, has um, you know we actually went up against some pretty interesting matchups. He um, the, the the league was pretty close overall, but there was like a, a top three or four, and right at the end of the year, kind of the top three teams all lost and and that fourth team ended up getting the number one seed. So he lucked out where, you know, myself on the two line had to play one of the other really good teams. And then the sixth seed here that ended up winning, got to go play the number one seed. So it's it's interesting. Um, But I was looking at it here. I've got the most points scored in the league as well as the most points against. Um, It works out that way a lot. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So that's, like that's my my plus minus is only like a hundred points. It's twenty two fifty to twenty one forty three. All right, fair enough. How about uh you go ahead and run down your starting roster? I guess you could bring up any, you know, bench options you might be considering. Um, and then I'll run down your opponent here. Yeah. So right now, and then this is subject to change with Brandon Cooks just coming off of the COVID list. We've got Josh Allen at quarterback, um, three wide receivers, Darnell Mooney. Amon Ross St. Brown and Tyreek Hill. You got Daryl, um, Daryl Montgomery, um, Daryl Montgomery, yeah, David Montgomery, <laughs> Chase Edmonds, and at, um, the two running back positions, Mark Andrews at tight end, and then Rob Gronkowski and Nick Chubb in the flex positions currently. Um, unfortunately, had a couple of slew of injuries there. Chris Godwin went down for the year for me, um, and, and Elijah Moore has been out for a while. 
But other than that, the only potential uh, flip in there would be Brandon Cooks. I think he just came off the COVID list now. Um, so it would be Brandon Cooks, you know, KJ Osborne, but really not too much else. It's pretty much set. I mean, you know, Osborne and, and uh, Cooks are probably the only two guys that would flip in. Okay, Outside and your of opponent, Mahomes and then yeah, um, Mahomes and Allen. Now, yeah, fair enough. Uh, your opponent here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, uh, those three wide receivers positions being uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Bateman, uh, the running backs being Gibson and Javante Williams. Uh, at tight end, he's got Kyle Pitts in that flex position. He's got Devonta Smith. And then uh, I don't like the bench. He does have Dalton Schultz, who I would probably put in over Kyle Pitts. Um, and then probably no one else that he would play. Maybe Devonta Foreman, but probably not so that would be your opponent so well we can do a, a kind of one for one here josh allen or aaron Rodgers. who would you rather have this week that one's close i probably would lean allen myself but i mean Rodgers looks to be you know in great position as well yeah i agree josh allen for me which sucks because i'm facing him um <laughs> so josh allen uh wide receiver cores uh, interesting groups here uh you're mooney amon ross st brown and tyreek or his Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Rashad Bateman? Yeah, I think it's kind of close for the top two each. And then, you know, Bateman versus Hill was really the decider there. You know, if he had a, a more substantial wide receiver three to fill in there, you know, you, you can make the argument. But I think you got to go the receiving core on, on the left there. Yeah, I would as well. Bateman just doesn't fit in here. I also don't love having two wide receiving options on the Bengals or any mm-hmm. team, really, yeah. for the most part. But uh, And it works. They're good. But yeah, I give uh, points to you. Um, running back position, probably the most interesting one. You're David Montgomery and Chase Edmonds. His Antonio Gibson and Javante Williams. Yeah, and, and Javante is projected a lot lower than he should be, I think. So this definitely, one is definitely yeah. closer than it could be. I think Gibson, he looks good this week, but I don't trust him as much. Uh, so I think he maybe is projected more than he should, and Javante is a lot lower. Um, you could even you know lump in Swift on his side and Chubb on my side as like the three running backs with the flex positions there. Um, but yeah, I probably would lean my side as well. You just, you know... It's close. I think his that's, this is probably one of his stronger points, Swift, Gibson, and Javante Williams. Yeah, I think I lean your side as well. you got to worry about the chase injury. Make sure he's okay. Well, I think you lean your way. And that's a good call-out. I didn't even mention Swift as one of his uh, flex options, so he's down there as well. Um, the tight end position, well, I don't even think it's worth talking about. Um, you have Andrews. He's got Pitts. He's also got Dalton Schultz. I don't. He could put both of them in there, and I'm not yeah. sure they would outdo Andrews. Um, so we can move on from that one. Our flex options here will Gronk and Chubb, uh, Devonta Smith or Swift. Yeah, I think it, you know, Chubb and Gronk there. And then only got Chubb down there because of, um, you know, positioning your guys with their matchups and, and Chubb's playing on Monday. So we'll always drop those players down um, to flex spots to give you flexibility. Yes, I would agree. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith could have a really good week. It's against Washington. Yeah. Um, you know, Gronk's a tight end, so if he doesn't catch a touchdown. That might not work out. Um, mm-hmm. So you could probably make an argument, you know, but you also got Swift and whether or not he's going to play. There's just a lot going on there. Um, so I will give the 
point to you, which I believe means we gave all the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I'll say is this is a team you may have recall that I mentioned traded for like all of the first round picks this year. And he had a few last year. And you may be able to notice that based on his, his team here, Jamar Chase, Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Devante Smith, DeAndre Swift, Bateman. Bateman's there. You got Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Rondell Moore. Scary team long term. Yeah. Like, I think he didn't anticipate. Like, I had his first round pick this year and ended up trading it in, in, um, toward the end of the season for Tyreek Hill in, in a larger trade. But, you know, early in the year, I thought I had a shot at like a top five pick. And he kind of snuck into the playoffs at six and has made a run here. So now, you know, trading a, an 11th or 12th pick as kind of the centerpiece with a couple of receivers for. For Hill really looks good. Yeah, you know, even if he loses, he's the future's bright for his team. You would imagine. So, Absolutely. Yeah, good on him. Um, any final comments on that before we move to my matchup? No, should be an interesting one here. He and I actually matched up a few years ago, um, and this is for this um, dynasty league. I believe this is our seventh year, eighth year. We each have won once. Um, and he was going for his, he won the initial one back in 2015. And then in 2018, he and I matched up um, and I had defeated him for my only championship in this league. So this is year one, two, three, four. This is year seven. This is year eight. Um, and so far, there's only been one repeat champion uh, in seven years. Wow. Yeah, that's so fun. This will be the second repeat champion as he and I have uh, HF1. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Uh, moving on, Will, to my team here. Yeah, speaking um, of rematch, champion, championship rematches. Yes, the, the famous year that I had CMC on his monster year and then lost. 2019. Um, I don't remember that team very well. I had Evans, and he got hurt, and then I rolled out uh, uh, that wide receiver that's not very good. It was on a couple teams. He's on the Ravens. Perryman. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did good for fantasy in the playoffs, and I don't remember the rest of that team. But anyway, I lost. Um, oh, you know what? I had Deshaun Watson. I Ooh. traded for Deshaun Watson, and he was up against Tampa, and Tampa's defense was horrible, and it was going to be this huge shootout game, and it was like 14 to 10. <laughs> just, it always ends up like that, right? It's, it's when you least expect yeah. it. And I got lucky because I had Winston in my dynasty league. I thought I was going to lose there too, but I ended up pulling it off. But yeah. anyway. Uh, another story. Um, projections much tighter. I am projected at 141. He is a projected at 144. Um, so this is a very mm. close game compared to yours. Um, I will go ahead and run down uh, my team, and you can run down his. Sound good? Sure. Okay. So uh, at quarterback, I have uh, Kyler Murray or Trailheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, we will see. Um, at the wide receiver position, currently AJ Brown, Brandon Ayuk. Running backs, uh, Najee Harris, David Montgomery. Tight end, Ertz. Flex spots, uh, Lockett. Currently, I have Justin Jackson. That is not going to fit. Um, we'll, we'll just say Elijah Mitchell for now. Um, kicker, I have Jake Elliott. Man, I got a lot of kind of question marks. Jake Elliott currently. Um, I also have Butker if he plays, which he has been activated. I think he got activated, yeah. Play. Yeah, which I mean, Jake Elliott's got a really good matchup. Maybe I'll just yeah. look at him. Yeah, he said um, he's you know, and he. I'm so surprised to see that he don't going into last week. He only missed one kick. I think he missed the second one last week, but he's been surprisingly a very, very good, consistent kicker. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an, another decision I have to make. And then I got mm -hmm. the New England defense. 
So for our good friend Seamus, uh, his team's quarterback, Josh Allen, aforementioned, uh, wide receiver, Van Jefferson and Devontae Adams, running back, Ronald Jones and Devin Singletary, tight end, Travis Kelsey, uh, flex, Dalton Schultz and DeAndre Swift, uh, kicker, we've got Greg Zerloin and the Kansas City Chiefs defense, um, possibly James Conner. That could be flipped in in the Pittsburgh's defense, possibly. I'd probably stick with Kansas City, but James Conner maybe is your alternate for Swift. Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Um, okay, so uh, I guess some of these are going to be very difficult. Um, will Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? So I will go Josh right now. <clears throat> Great matchup against Atlanta. We know he's playing You know everything matched up there. Kyler, tough matchup against Dallas, I think. Um, and, you know, you have that chance for Trey Lance to come out and try to match what Josh Allen could do against Atlanta, but I'll, I'll lean Allen. I think it's a really good matchup. I'm assuming you're sticking with Allen against Lance, too? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you could argue lower floor, higher ceiling with Lance, um, but I'd still, with the you know, with, with the disparity there, I would I'd still go Allen. I would agree. The Josh Allen matchup is scary. I don't like that. Um, AJ Brown, wide receivers. AJ Brown and Brandon Ayuk, or Van Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Tough because and, and Lance also plays a factor here. I gotta go. I gotta go Brown and Ayuk the way that they're playing. I mean, Adams is obviously a monster, but. Van Jefferson's a bit of a step down compared to the other guys. Yeah, um, so down. it's close. It's very close. I think Adams himself is, is, you know, you could argue is very close to those two. But I'll lean lean on that yeah, on your side. Yeah, I agree. I'll take my side. Jefferson is the problem here. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a good problem to have because if he catches that one bomb, then he's right there with everyone else. Um, if not better than Ayuk. So uh, it could easily swing that way. But yeah, I'm with you. I will go with my side as well. Uh, moving with the running backs, uh, Najee, David Montgomery, or Singletary and Ronald Jones. I think, this looks so much easier before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's weird that the projections are so close. I mean, the matchups are good on, on his side, but I'm going to stay with Najee and Montgomery. But yeah, Najee hasn't played great the last few weeks. So You'll be coming down on Monday night. Yeah, I'm going to take my side as well, but it is, it's kind of scary because, you know, Ronald Jones and Singletary both have very easy matchups. Um, so we're hoping for that Ronald Jones early yeah. fumble and then <laughs> bench the man. Um, yeah. A big Moss game would be nice. Um, tight end, similar to yours, I don't think is worth discussing. Probably yeah. he's got Kelsey. I have Ertz. I also have uh, Noah Fant. I don't think it really matters. We're going no. with Kelsey, right? Yeah, and I think Kelsey just got cleared as well, so not even a question mark there. Yep. Um, the uh, flex position, I will make a slight change to because I'm not starting Justin Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. We'll say Tyler Lockett and Elijah Mitchell will against Dalton Schultz and Swift. Yeah, one's close. Um, I, you know, I know you're a little concerned about Swift. I think if he plays, they're only playing him because he's 100% and they're going to use him. Um, still, that being said, uh, I like Lockett against Detroit. They're missing their top three corners. And you you're, you could argue Swift and Elijah is you know, kind of similar where 
are they going to play? Are they going to hell 100%? Do I think they kind of cancel out? And I'll take Lockett over Schultz. Okay. Uh, kickers, which is a weird thing to do, but Jake Elliott and Zerline? I think that's pretty close. I'd say maybe Elliott just because the matchup, and I think they're just going to take whatever points they can get. And, and maybe you see Dallas gambling a bit because they have to score with Arizona. Um, but their defense is playing well as well. So I'd say that's pretty much a toss up. I, I think they both are really good ones. Yeah, agreed. Also, a uh, quick update Elijah Mitchell um, did practice today, limited, uh, but that was his first practice, I think. That's a good sign. That is a good sign. Um, I also failed to mention I do have Gabe Davis on my bench. So if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play or, you know, I get spooked about Ayuk and Lance, Gabe Davis would be my plug in. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and then finally, um, I don't think there's a lot to discuss with this one either. Um, my New England defense against Jacksonville or his KC at Cincy, I think mine is yeah. trash play. When right? you have a 17-point projected defense. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It seems like an easy one. Kansas City's great, too. And I mean, obviously, Cincinnati's coming off of a really big game, but Kansas City's defense is playing lights out, so... I play them with confidence most places still, even against a tough matchup. But yeah, New England, great defense going up against not the best offense that is a little banged up as well. So all in so on I, New England. I think we gave more points to me. Um, yeah. I got the wide receivers, the running backs, the flex. Uh, the yeah, player. it's the disparity in, uh, in, in quarterback and tight end, I think that leans, that like makes it close. Yeah. Um, that makes it more interesting. With that said, Will, who do you think is because yours was very clear, right? Like a, a five-year-old would, would know that you're going to win. <clears throat> Mine is much closer. If you had to, to take a winner, who would you be? Uh, it's tight because I think really, you know, he's banking on half of his points coming from Allen, Adams, and Kelsey. You know, whereas well, you are, yeah, yours is more spread out. So I I, I like yours because just less risk of one guy flopping and ruining your week. Whereas if one of those three don't, don't pan out, it's really going to hurt his team. Yeah. That's a fair way of looking at it. Um, I am scared and that's usually a <laughs> sign. Um, I was worried last time too, and I lost, so I don't, I don't know. I tend to be right with these things. We'll see how it plays out, but I mean, there's so much on my side with, you know, Elijah Mitchell, does he play Trey Lance? You know, I have Gabe Davis, who's a touchdown machine and would just mute Josh Allen's touchdowns um, potentially. So there's a lot of factors on my end. If Ertz is questionable, if he doesn't play, can I roll Noah Fant? Do I just find another tight end? Like there's a lot of question marks on my side. That's not fun, um, but we'll see. I'm leaning him, which is a scary thing to say. Uh but we'll see. It'll be close. Yeah. Um, good luck here to you and to everyone else listening here and likely championship week, possibly semifinals. If that is the case, make sure you make your updates for next year. Yeah. And again, this is the last episode of the year. So if you have uh, a championship next week, um, try to get it changed and <laughs> can't get that change in the future. Um, you know, shoot us, you know, DM at us on Twitter or whatever. Um, we'll answer your questions. And, uh, Try to help you out and get you that championship, even if it's in a bad week. Um, Will, do you have any closing remarks before we shut down for the year? 
No, just good luck, everyone. Uh, make sure you keep watching there in week 17 and 18. It's always important to get an idea of how everyone's doing, especially you know, playoffs. You get you know teams see how some of these players do, and, and it's sometimes someone that you may not have realized is going to get some work because of their end of the season. So keep watching. Definitely still important, even if you're paying the teams out. Yeah, agreed. Good luck, everyone. Good luck to you, Will. Good luck to me. Um, again, tune in, you know, mid-Marchish. Follow us on Twitter. You'll find out the exact date as to when we start with, you know, the mock season and, and the, all the off-season stuff. But until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>